Every black man bad. Yeah. And it's not right. And it's and it's, it's it's crazy that that's what it is, but at the same time it's like, alright, cool. I can turn this back around and I can weaponize this shit. Right. And make it work to my benefit. Absolutely. You gotta do what you gotta do. I don't know, it's goofy. I don't I don't I don't wanna go back because I'm saying I got to a point with this week. Where it just like I, I felt like myself again. Like I, I was able to actually sit down and write in a notebook. Yep. Um, I was able to do a little bit of journaling, which yeah. I ain't done that in years. Right. Um, you know, just being able to reflect on shit. Uh, all kinds of stuff. You know, it just it just it just felt good. Yeah. You know. You needed this reset. Right. It felt good to actually sleep at night. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Right. I was like, it was cool, and actually be up and out and about during the daytime. Like that was that was great. I think you just needed that. You needed that. You really yeah, did. Most definitely. Yeah. And of course, you see, I went and got my hair cut. You look great. You know. Yeah. So I was like, I needed, I needed a little bit of something, something. Self care. That's what we call it. Right. Self care. Are you I I cut I'm recording. Oh, okay. You know. You listen. Okay. That, that, that'll come. That'll that self care will come. Okay. Hey y'all. It's your girl Morgan Alexis entering the building. And it's your boy A Shout a Funky Walker Dirty Talk, a non-illigan scruff still grays, killing it in a million ways. And it's your man Maurice Anthony, the nigga that has your bitch buckling at the knees. Also the nigga that has that shit sounding like mac and cheese. And we're back for more fun and shenanigans. I hope you guys really enjoyed our first episode back. I had a lot of fun recording it. It was just good to get back in the saddle and you know, get some new content out there. And you guys you guys have been asking for it, okay? So, you know, we coming hard. We got more stuff for fun stuff um, that I'll be announcing. But, yeah, I'm, I, I had a good week. Went to work. Um, took, a, took a mental health day on Friday. Or, or yeah, Friday, then I had Saturday, Sunday off. Um, Labor Day is Monday. And I'll be working, so, you know, getting that bag. So, um, yeah, that's really much all that's been going on with me. How about you, Sean? Well, like I was saying previously, uh, or prior to the beginning of the podcast, I'll be working, but uh, I don't want to be working. And let me clear that up because it's not that I, I want to be lazy. I want to actually just be doing some other shit. I want to be doing some other shit to get my bag. I feel some you. shit that's more that's more conducive to my mental health. That some ass. shit that's more conducive to my creativity. Some shit that's just more conducive to me being myself and not having to to, to put on a mask for somebody. You know what I mean? Man, talk like, about I it. I don't I don't want to do I don't want to I don't want to be myself wearing the angry black guy mask mm-hmm. in front of some people who are never going to see me for what I could truly be. Right. You know? So, it's, it's a slippery slope because like, you know, black people that have worked for corporations, large corporations, mm-hmm. um, it's it's a <clears throat> constant struggle um, to be in that environment. Just, just to be around people that you know just don't understand. Yeah. And, you know, to if you're slightly aggressive, you're the angry black man or the angry black woman. Yeah. Or whether or you just be passionate about what you're speaking about. Yeah. They they mistake passion for aggression a lot of the times and it's oh, yeah. it's it's really sad. It's really sad we're not given the opportunity to just be free with you know, within ourselves. We have to be follow this these rules and confines. It's it's a whole thing. We can get deep into that shit because 
it's very stressful and I don't like it. And like, like much like you, I would like to feel to, to, to work on other projects that get me money outside of having to work in that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, but that's like a, a common conversation that we that's have all the time. Creatives, yeah. Niggas we, do not want to work, bro, for real. No. And I don't feel like niggas should be made to feel ashamed about that either. No. Like, niggas just don't want to have these normal-ass jobs, you know? No, I, I think I love the fact that, you know, you can have options in life. You don't have to all do the same thing. You can pick what you want to do. You know, we've been force-fed, um you know, by society on steps that we're supposed to take or have by certain ages and you're supposed to make this dollar amount by age something, blah, blah, blah. I just think we all shouldn't be held to that standard. Everyone is different and everyone should, everyone's path is going to be different regardless. So, right. Yeah. And then, the, and then there's, the, there's the thing where and every age is different, but like, or every person is different with the age that they hit this realization, but just... Me, myself, I, I think I've hit this point where I, I'm, I'm finally realizing it's like, yo, not only are there op other options for me to do shit and get money, but all of the crap that I've learned over the years up until this point, a good chunk of that shit just does not matter anymore. Right. You know, it's like, so then there's the unlearning of all of that just to make space for something new. The unlearning is, it's, it's, it's slept on. That, that, you know, you're brought up within a certain beliefs by your parents and your family, and that's kind of how you learn how, how to be who you are in this world. And then a lot of the times, it don't gel with who you actually are. Right. They gel with your parents because that's what they wanted or um, whoever taught you. But sometimes that just doesn't gel. Sometimes you have different dreams and different aspirations, and you should be allowed to explore those without judgment. Just because... There's there's another part of it too Because it's like you know you're, you're finding out that it doesn't gel with you mm -hmm. In the present mm -hmm. But then you finally look back At least I looked back And I was like damn My mom don't seem too happy either mm, Talk about it And then I looked at Granny and Papa And mm -hmm. it was just like yo they had their own restaurant from time to time. And, mm -hmm. You know, grandma ran her own businesses from time to time. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, they they did it so they could actually have like a house, mm -hmm. a couple cars, you know, granddad, granddad, he, he rocked his Cadillacs from time to time. Right. So like, that, that, don't get me wrong, that was cool. And from my point of view back then, it was cool. Mm -hmm. But like, where them Cadillacs at now? You know, right? The right. yellow ones dry. And y'all seen that just just in the in the in the time that I the short time that we've been around each other, um, the different places we've lived. You know, right. whether it was mm -hmm. us together or us separately. Like right. y'all have seen all of that. Right. right. So like, none of it, none of it mattered back then. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right now, like none of it, mm -hmm. none of it mattered. So it's just like, man. So y'all y'all did all of that. And instilled all of this in your kids and in the grandkids too. And I'm sitting back like, yo, this this shit don't matter. Right. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Matter like everything that y'all taught us. It's and and, I, and don't get me wrong, I'm grateful because of it course. gave me a certain bit of structure. Mm -hmm. you know? Right. Mm -hmm. But none of that shit matters. None now. of it. It's like at this point, I'm 37, and I am completely on my own. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, again, 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 because mm -hmm. I mean it happened before, but like.
right now it's just like yeah, I'm completely on my own again right and here I am sitting in my apartment within these four walls and being like yo so what would granny and papa do or what would right. mom do right what, what would everybody else do in the family and it's like nah I, it's me yeah it's, it's just me yeah so me figuring it out is actually me figuring out what the fuck I would do for you and I'd be sitting mm-hmm. back like yo who the fuck am I if I'm considering everybody else's shit right. talk about it exactly so, you have to form your own being you have to form your own self as you get older yeah. I think life experiences you know that that shapes all that so I think it's great yeah. and I mean I, I like again like you I'm appreciative of you know the structure that was given by those generations but they need to realize and we need to realize we're in a whole new world it's yeah. a whole new fucking world with all this technology and shit it, they didn't experience it the same way we did so they, the, the road map has to be different oh yeah it can't be the same way it was back then so I think you know the I like to say boomer generation in our generation we we be you know kind of butt heads a lot because yeah. they don't understand our world yeah. you know they were trying to survive in a whole different time we don't understand their world so it's just like I don't know I think we all need to be more accepting of you know everyone's experiences right there's a lot of expectation on us because we man were, especially I mean but that's just that's just yeah I was gonna say just how it goes whenever <laughs> mm-hmm. you get older and you kind of veer off into a career path that your people didn't necessarily think mm-hmm. would be the best for you and you know it's hard explaining to your people hey like this is gonna happen because of this because yeah. this is what I want to do yeah they don't get it they they you know like I said that generation is about go to work you know, you, you if you're the man, you take care of the whole um, take care of um, the whole family, and the mom stays home and be the provider. You know what I'm saying? And then now it's more so of an equal type of role um, to where you know both the man and the woman, it, it, whatever you want in your household that works for you is shouldn't be a problem and shouldn't be judged. So, oh Lord, you know it, it's it's a lot to learn on that one. Um, a lot to unlearn. A lot to unlearn. I like that. To unlearn. That might be the name of the podcast. I like that. Um, so have you guys been seeing, since we're on kind of serious topics, have you been seeing the whole um, updates on the Elijah Blake, I believe, story? Was it a, the, um, the story of the teen um, that was in, I believe it was Denver. Let me pull that up real quick. Elijah McLean. Elijah McLean. Um, oh. Um, in Aurora, California, Colorado. Excuse with me. The, with the... the law person that got indicted? Who was it, the lawyer or something? No, that one is Ahmaud Arbery. That's just Oh, okay, I got a prospect. This one, just as a reminder, um, they got a 911 call saying that this person looks suspicious because he has ski masks on. Um, but he was just walking home from work. It was cold in Colorado. He was just trying to warm up. Yeah. And so officers came and attacked him and pretty much suffocated him to death. Oh, um, and was nothing was ever done. We talked about this home. maybe a year yeah. ago. It was a while ago. Well, now a year later, um, all three officers involved have been indicted, plus two paramedics. So they that's amazing news. And it is I'm amazing really, really, news. Really happy to hear that. I was very troubled by that case because, you know, all the videos that were surfacing of um, Elijah McClain, he just was a, just an innocent, beautiful black man, black boy, um, and didn't deserve this at all. So I, I'm glad that there's justice being done there. And then in the same week, the whole Ahmaud Arbery update, if you don't remember that story, um, he was in Georgia just going out for a run and was basically hunted down by these 
history of yeah, white men. Yeah, I remember that too. And shutting gun down and left for dead, basically. Right. Um, update in that case is they're not going to. Apparently, he had a criminal past, and the defense lawyer was trying to use that against him, which is sickening because he's dead. That's just fucking sickening. Right. Um, it was ruled that he cannot be his criminal past cannot be used in the case. Good. So that's, that's great good. news. I hate the fact that that had to be even be like. A thing like you should just know not to use someone's past against them if it has nothing to do with the actual case itself. But mm-hmm. we're talking about a black man, so yeah. um, I am happy to hear that. So that was just a double whammy of good news on those fronts. Um, so I just I wanted to update the people about that. Yeah, good. Um, mm-hmm. Also, let's get into some fun. Um, are you guys paying attention to this whole Drake and Kanye shit? Yes. Okay. I, I have been, but I have not been. There's like, there's a certain part I won't go. Got you. Especially because I haven't actually listened to either one of the albums. Okay. Um, Maurice, you, you, I haven't listened to all of either one either, but you've listened to more than I have. Can you give kind of like a synopsis of the whole situation uh, Donda is pretty much just a better version of Jesus is King uh, more fleshed out more thought all the way through it sounds like he put some time into this record um, however CLB on the other hand sounds like the name of Drake record I mean there was nothing and what I heard I can only talk about what I heard and what I heard there was not a lot different I mean his newer content is just him trying to keep his streaming numbers up. I'm not really interested to hear about these. <clears throat> Drake's so pussy, man. Like, if, if, <laughs> like, I don't know, dog. Like, I'm listening to this record. I'm like, all right, just say the nigga name then. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it's so dumb. Kanye, and then. He was all Kanye. It's not even just Kanye. There was like a Naisha Curry shot in there. And there was a Swiss Beats shot. You're dissing Swiss Beats. Like, because he's weird. Like, all right, I think what happened is. So, y'all remember a time where Drake didn't diss nobody. Right. He also had gone on publicly on Joe Budden TV in 2009 and said he would never diss anybody. Even though around that time he had a record out that was clearly dissing somebody. It was called Good Riddance. I don't know if anybody remembers that. It was like him and three other niggas. And his verse on there was fantastic. But... And then there was like a streak where he just didn't diss nobody up until nothing was the same. And then we got the Drake and Meek thing. Mm-hmm. And then ever since then, it's just sub, 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 sub city. And it's like, all right. I mean, that's not to say that he didn't sub niggas before. He definitely did. But it was mostly women. And then now you have all this fake energy towards a whole bunch of niggas mm-hmm. who... I don't really know if you could just beat up Swiss Beats, bro. Like, I just don't no. think that can happen. I Her don't... version, by the way, of what happened with that is um, there was an audio leak of Swiss Beats and Buster Rhymes speaking, and Swiss Beats called Drake a pussy. And Drake found out about that and started dissing him. That's short version. But he's a pussy, though. <laughs> I don't think I, You know what I think we're past the age In our lives Where the word pussy Should be an insult Really? How? Please tell me Because if you pussy today That's an insult But if you're not pussy Then you're not pussy Well yeah That's, that's how the things should be But Drake is pussy So why do you take offense to that? He doesn't consider himself pussy dude. He is He only started getting big up On these niggas Whenever he gained all that weight And started being muscular and shit yeah, When that nigga was done. Yeah Like Nigga look at old pictures He don't look that same at all and these are like when he like he shouldn't look this different. I'm, I'll 
I'll send it to you in, in the group chat. He okay. look like a whole different nigga. Anyway, yeah, he does. Cause like, whole face cause replacement girl days. Yeah, yeah was, I'm telling you, he kind of his face does. Yeah, that nigga was going through fucking puberty at 28. <laughs> it was nuts. I'm not gonna hold none of you niggas. And I take care of Drake. <laughs> Listen, especially have you seen the picture where he had the um, jeans with the penny loafers? Oh on? yeah, I didn't like that. Oh, that's gonna probably gonna be the podcast art because he looked crazy. As yeah, man. I didn't like any of that. That's that was kind of that was kind of disgusting. Listen, it was super disgusting. He had a sweater on, like just looking like a fucking secretary or a lawyer or some shit. Yeah, I didn't public like defender, it. That, that. You, you know, know them niggas be looking sloppy as shit. <laughs> <laughs> be waking up, be waking up out the bed in pajamas coming to your court hearing. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, corner corner lawyers are trash. Keep and my away. thing with my thing with Drake, <laughs> you know, has always been, bro. You're a really good actor, bro. For sure. He's a really good actor. For sure. And I think the problem with him being an actor is that he can be whoever he wants to be. Right. And right now you're trying to be Mr. Dissonigga guy. And I think what well, he needs to get some attention. He gets that's why he picked this day to go out. He knew it would be the whole Drake and Kanye thing, more promo for the album. He's a scientist. And I think and we I were having that, that we were having that conversation yeah. earlier about how science art is already lame. I don't want to listen to a nigga who's clearly trying to make money to me. There's a like, difference. Let me just let me explain to the people. There's a difference between science art and actual just creative art. And people that like science art is strategic, um, analytical, right? Like you're trying to like hit a quota on something, not actually paying attention to what you're making. The creative art is that paint, like really getting into the art, you know, the lyrics, the beat, like really enjoying what you're doing, getting like a euphoric feeling out of that. I'm just loving doing doing that. Versus science art is about charts, analytics, and everything but the art. Like if we do this at this time, this gonna right. Right. If we if we drop this record on this date, mm -hmm. I mean that's why we niggas know to. I mean you got to think that's why niggas know to drop on Fridays. Yeah. Yeah. Niggas know to drop on Fridays because you know that's payday. Yeah. Blah blah. blah. But then you have niggas like Griselda who are dropping on like fucking Tuesdays. Mm -hmm. Like Conway dropped that record with Alchemist on a Tuesday. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just like fuck you niggas. I'm gonna drop whenever the fuck I want to. Right. Kind of thing. And I think I don't know when when. Like okay, down to the artwork. Did you see the artwork? Yeah. Yes. He, he just, she, she just showed it to me not too long. And isn't it fucking ridiculous? It's stupid. I thought it was kind of like a clip art kind of thing. Yeah, but it was he was trying to troll like for whatever reason. I don't know what. What is a pregnant woman supposed to be? Okay, maybe you can understand. Like, well, the second song is uh, Poppy's Home. So, and then he's like singing, call me daddy, I'm daddy's home or some shit like that. So I think it was just to insinuate that like, I'm you niggas father type thing. Oh, yeah. I think so. But I also think <laughs> that the style in which it was made with the emojis and shit like that was specifically so that he could gain attention and get, and the memes, nigga, I ain't never seen a meme turn around like quite like when Drake do something. Listen, niggas have I mean, memes. Meme, you saw the meme before the actual cover. Yeah, I, and that's all I was seeing. Like yeah. last night, mm -hmm. last night when I, I, it had to be like three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I was up, and that's all I was seeing just different versions of that. So why are people right? See like that that shit's crazy. I hadn't even gone and looked at. And let's not act like Drake don't have a meme team. Drake has a meme team to help kick that shit off because there's no fucking way. And I know he was in, and I personally feel like he might have been in contact with um, 
Lil Nas X too. Oh. Because his turnaround was way too quick. His turnaround was way too quick, bro. Can I can I ask a question? Let's get into it. I guess when I heard he was putting out a record called Certified Lover Boy. Mm-hmm. I guess I thought I was gonna hear more of Drake being on his singing his singing type R and B shit. Well, I, I guess I just thought that. I don't know why I thought that, but like, what's the one joint where he's um he got the uh, the kind of futuristic '80s sound uh, that um, views Five to Eleven. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I was gonna hear more. I thought I was gonna see more of that type of shit. We spoke about this last week, but ironically, Kanye made that beat. Oh, did he? Kanye made that beat. Okay. Okay. It sounds like Kanye. That is a Kanye West record. Okay. Um, Which is just funny, you know, considering. Well, right. Certified Love Boy is a, a troll. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay, so more of the science shit then. Yes. Okay. What's troll about the title Certified Lover Boy? I did not know it was a troll. So basically, it was like just to make fun of like niggas that be doing that. Or to make fun that of himself. Shit. Yeah, make fun of the fact that he was that nigga before. It's a troll. The name's a troll. The before, he's still that now. He just took a bitch to on a date in a stadium. He did. But that, that was to promote the album, to say I'm a certified lover, but like, that was strategic too. Damn. <laughs> that nigga good, man. That nigga is the greatest science artist that on this planet. But it's kind of, it's, it's out. I don't want to hear that. It's definitely out. I don't like that either. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to. I don't want to hear your record that you so, like, specifically tailored for niggas mm-hmm. to release to like. Yeah. I don't want to hear that. I never want to hear that. He like I said that that when that what that shit the hotline bling came out and he saw how viral that went and everybody had made all these memes that shit stuck with him he was like I'm gonna do this every fucking time now. Amazing. And that's what he's been doing like just creating viral moments and it's like. You know, what do y'all think about viral? When things go viral, like what would be the recipe for that? And is that even important? Like, is that how you get famous in 2020? Is just become viral? Put, put gorilla glue in your hair, and now you got hairlines <laughs> and twenty thousand dollars in your account. Well, I think you underestimate how easy it is to go viral. You just have to do something ridiculous. Well, I mean, see. But ridiculous enough for people to say, hey, this is ridiculous. We should all pay attention to this. I feel that. I, feel I that. mean, putting Gorilla Glue in your fucking hair is ridiculous. I don't care who you're Very talking to. So. But the, the real ridiculous shit to me about that is the fact that she got a whole hair care line now right. and 20K. Right. Just That's for doing some crazy. dumb shit. And we trying to just do art. We the dumb ones. Let's go out there and like paint our booty cheeks green or something. Like the fact, like that's what you gotta do to get motherfucking famous. This shit's crazy. Wow. Bitch making money off of being dumb. Like this shit is nuts to me. Like that's why this this. I feel like I sound like an old woman when I say this, but this new age shit is just crazy to me. This this social media bullshit. I got a, I got a question too. Another question. Yes. Um, the R. Kelly shit. Oh God. That yeah. has to do. I, I have an actual question about this. Let's talk about it. So, please. what I've been seeing is that people are 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 going at Drake's head. Mind you, I haven't actually listened to this shit, but just even just me being a being a fan of music in general, like I I, I feel like I I know just a little bit yeah. about a little bit. Yeah. Um. So I guess there's a song. I don't know the name of the song because again, TSU is the name of the song. TSU. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Drake has a sample of an R. Kelly song, right? So people are, are going at his head because, of course, the the, the crap that's going around with R. Kelly. Um, 
and R. Kelly being convicted, this, that, and the third. With many, many decades of proof. Continue. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I'm not, I'm not trying to disprove any of that. No, absolutely uh, not. That's all. That's all fact. But um, the thing is, is like they used a sample of his, and like people are mad at Drake for using the sample, and I'm just like, all right, well, I understand. You mad at R. Kelly, but don't be mad at Drake for that. It's like it seems kind of goofy. Uh, the reason why niggas are mad is because sampling R. Kelly means what? Means you had to give him a writer's credit on your record. And right. Gets paid which, for this, yes. Which fuels his lawyer fees so he can pay for his So that he can get out of jail. Out of raping bitches. That's, okay. why, people, that's why people are mad. I, okay. That's the real reason. Okay. I. I and I mean, Drake is Drake. He can control what's on his stuff. You He's do the understand. In the world. You do understand that Drake has been, has not spent a week, not one week, off of the hot Billboard 100 charts since 2009. I didn't realize that, but. Drake has more, like when he did that song with Meek and he said, I got more slaps than the Beatles. It's not a lie. He has a, he has a record that is higher than the Beatles for most records sold. Something like that. Something like that. Mm-hmm. He has more records sold than the Beatles. Okay. So he can do whatever he wants, basically. He can approve whatever he wants. He well, you know. Yes, but also to go back to our point of niggas are going to play this record. You At the top of the record, you have a nigga talking about Swisher House, which, come on, TSU stands for Texas. Texas Southern University. Texas Southern University. This is clearly a song that is catered to college students. He loves Texas, so he's like trying to big up Texas women in colleges, which is already a little creepy because you're like 33, 35, how old is Drake? And you're making songs for like 18-year-olds, and you're like, like, it sounds predatory already. Some of the lyrics sound kind of nuts on the song. Because, um, yes, I did hear the fucking song. That I, when niggas say that there's an R. Kelly sample, I'm like, what sample? And I go play it, and I'm like, oh, you sampled half on a baby? But then now that That's what he sampled? Yes. yes. It's an interpolation. Okay. Now. Yeah, it's not the actual song. So it's somebody played it. Replayed it, okay. right. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. With that kind of thing, that doesn't alleviate you from scrutiny, right? Okay. That, doesn't, that doesn't mean that just because you replayed it, because you still had to credit R. Kelly. Right. So now my question is, what the fuck was the point of just, what was the fuck was the point of replaying it? Right. Well, you know, Justin Timberlake's a um, writer on that too, because, yeah. so what it really is, is, because this is why, another, another reason, you know, the other art side of the argument is, it was an interpolation of a instinct song that R. Kelly, that, that sampled R. Kelly. And so they're trying to say that Drake's no way included because it's not an actual... No, nigga, it's a sample. Yeah. It's a sample. You've lifted an R. Kelly record. Yeah. Even though it was, like I said, it was an sync song first. Look, bro, I really want to rap over Rodeo by Juvenile. I would love to. That beat is so good. Nigga, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Ain't no way to have that beat without R. Kelly vocals in it. So fuck it. Right. Fuck it. Okay. Okay. So. So he had that. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like even if he just play, even if they had somebody just do something mm-hmm. completely different, mm-hmm. he would have still had to pay R. Kelly. Yes. Yeah. He's, R. Kelly is credited on there right now. Okay. Yeah. When you go on the writer's credits, it says Robert his Kelly. Name is on there. Yeah. So at that point, then I'm I'm I'm. I'm questioning, like, even if he hadn't, even if he kind of just kind of sidestepped R. Kelly, mm-hmm. he'd still end up having to pay some kind of something. 
Oh, you saying like if he had just like sampled it and didn't pay R. Kelly? Yeah, that was what I said. Yeah, the, yeah. He, he would have yeah. probably gotten sued. Right. Um, Drake would have won that suit because I'm fucking Drake. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I actually said that even though I still feel like you shouldn't sample the record. I would have considered it at least a G move to be like, yeah, sample this nigga because I like this song, but fuck this nigga, I'm not paying him for it because he's a creep. He's a creep. Right. At least then I would have been like, all right, like, okay, cool. I mean, that's a, that's still weird, but it's a G move because he was like, I do what I want. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's not really a slippery slope here. It's not, and and and, and it's funny because people want to act like it is. See, like I, I think I said this to you the other day. The R. Kelly situation is I'm so I, I'm, I get so disappointed in my black people. This should not be a, a way to separate us. It's just the writing on the fucking wall. And like I said, there are there's been proof for 25 something years. And don't get me wrong, I think we mishandled it when it first came out. We didn't like. I feel like. I feel like us as a community didn't take it seriously. Um, I think it was also it was a different time, like we spoke about when it was first hidden. Yeah. And you know, we made jokes. You know, like like black people do. We try to make lemon and lemonades a lot mm-hmm. of the time. And you know, the shit was funny. I laughed about it, laughed at it back then. But you know, when you get older and you look back on things, and you know, certain people have kids. You know, it, it, you look at things differently. Like you, you both have daughters, so you like. I, I think that would shape your thought process on. That whole situation, yeah, and then more so, be like, yeah, fuck that nigga. Like, like I think about, I think about Raven, like, like when she was like, she was ten years old and stuff like that, thinking of somebody like R. Kelly being like, I, I can make you a star. Yeah, that's sick. Oh yeah, he's a sick fuck, and I don't understand why black, why our black aunties are so held on to this nigga. Yeah. Don't because niggas don't want to let that era of music go. And I understand it because he made great, great records. I would never say that he was a terrible... He was so talented. Yeah. But I feel like... But so what? So what? You know, there's a lot of times people say, oh... Because, you know, Chris Brown, his whole situation, like, not to say that it's anywhere parallel to this, but... I, you know, people say, oh, well, he makes good music, so all right. This is not one of these situations where we can overlook the shit. Your music does not outweigh raping children for decades. Marrying Aaliyah when she's 15, having her side fake documents and shit. This shit is fucking nuts. You have to understand that the Mute R. Kelly movement was a movement that came out of nowhere and then immediately worked. So you're kind of spitting in the face of people who do that. Right. He's getting a cut off your record. Right. You're helping pay for And you're the biggest finance. artist in the world. Yeah. You drop whenever you want. You drop whatever you want. Right. And that kind of goes back to science art, what we were talking about, about how the nigga knows what people like. So he's never not going to have a hot record out. Right. For instance, when's the last time, When when's the last Drake record that came out before this? Off the top of your head, don't just answer the question. Um... I'm not really a, I'm not really that big on Drake. Uh, I say, see, that's crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's even crazier when you find out the answer. The answer is Drake drops every year. Really? He dropped a mixtape last year called Dark Lane Demo Tapes. 2018 was Scorpion. 2017 was More Life. So on and so forth. The only year he missed since he came came out in 2011 was 2012. Wow. All right. Well, I, I mean, 2010. <laughs> he skipped Isn't 2011. It was one of those. Yeah, he's because he did so far gone. He did uh, 
uh, Thank Me Later a year later. That was 2010. He didn't drop 2011. He dropped uh, 2012 with Take Care. And ever since then, he's had a record every year. As a matter of fact, in 2015, he dropped two because he had What a Time to Be Alive and If You're Reading This Is Too Late. Okay, so so just to circle back around to what I was I was going to ask. Yeah. Um, and, and I think you already answered the question before me even asking it. But so with him doing what he did, with Drake doing what he did, um, and giving R. Kelly a credit, and that's him going going the the, the legal way. I, I'm I'm guessing. I mean, he got a credit, so that's a legal way. Right. So that means you had to ask his team or whoever is currently still around R. Kelly to clear that sample. Yeah. Right. You had to reach out to them to clear that. Right. Just, so, that's even more nuts to me. So had he done... He, he did that, but had he done it the other way, either way, he'd be doing some kind of paying them. Right? Yes. So he'd be damned if he didn't. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, if he had done it the other way, just take the record and just did whatever the fuck he wanted and not contacted R. Kelly's people, they could have sued him. Drake was going to win that suit. Gotcha. Because all he had to say was, this is an interpolation. It's not the same thing. I don't have to credit you. Gotcha. That's why I said, what was the what the point was of the interpolation, bro? You might as well have just sampled the actual record. And then to go back to my point, what, what at least what I was trying to make a point out of was to say... You, you don't know when the last time Drake dropped a record But you know that the nigga doesn't go anywhere You know that you can't go left, right, forward, anywhere Obviously we're in an age of media consumption Where you can choose what you listen to So yeah, you probably haven't heard a Drake record in some time Because you don't have to if you don't want to We're not chained to the radio like we used to be in the early 2000s But at the same time, nigga, you know Drake has put records out He had a big record last year with DJ Khaled yeah, pop star. That's yeah, mm-hmm. a very big record. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he had another one. Tussie Slide went up last year yeah. because of the pandemic. Yeah, that was on Dark Lane demo tapes. Okay. Yeah, basically what happened was a whole bunch of Drake records just started leaking out of nowhere. So he said fuck it and put them all in a mixtape and put it out. Now. I'm not even going to dive into the fact that I feel like Drake leaked those records just so he could have an excuse to put a record out, but like not to have it be an official release because he didn't want it to interfere with, because we all knew Certified Loverboy was coming when Darkland came out because he had had that record with Dirk. And at the end, he had a little promo thing for it on the video. Yeah. And, but like, all, all this is to say, nigga, you're not going to strike out. That's... And I, don't, I mean, we're talking about the R. Kelly thing, so I don't want to dive into the music itself. But, like, you're not going to strike out. You're going to drop a record. It's going to do a billion streams. He's going to make a lot of money off that. R. Kelly's going to make a lot of money off Off a weak-ass album. This record was made a month ago. He kept, like I, like I told him, so he first announced Certified Lover Boy last October, saying it was going to come in. He first told us that the um, date was January. That came and went, and then we didn't hear anything else about it except like small promo things. He cut his little heart in his head and all this stuff. Um, and then we found then when Kanye announced his first listening party, that I guess he rewrote some of his stuff. When the whole what was the thing, um, the interview that where Drake said, um, what was it? Remember, so he all Drake Trippy Red. The whole thing we talked about how the Trippy Red record leaked. Mm-hmm. With Drake on and this and Kanye, yeah. that became a whole thing, and then he just rewrote a bunch of records mm-hmm. in time for this. Okay. And then. So that's why you got Kanye shots all over your fucking album. Yes, yeah, it's new stuff. Because he had just leaked his um, address, and we just got that record. So he had literally just rewrote all this stuff. Remember that? Yeah. Like, yeah, no, like. I don't know, and I, and I and people conspiracy theorists think that because you know they said 
Kanye said Donda was leaked by Universal. Conspiracy theories thinks that Drake had something to do with it. Including me, because Drake does have really close connects with people at Universal. Yeah. So I could see how Drake went in there and said, hey, y'all niggas need to drop this Bond album. he was album. waiting for Kanye to drop. It's yeah. what the consensus was. He was and he baited him. Yeah. And then basically what happened was he made it look like one type of bait, but it was a different one. He baited Kanye so that Kanye could say it would drop September 30, I mean 3rd, with him. And then had them niggas drop his album early. And then use the promo for the head-to-head to promote his album. Like I said, science art all the way through. You know what it sound like? What's it sound like? It sound like the politics. For sure. Like, like, like real talk, like politicians doing, like, yeah. goofy shit just to yeah. fuck with the other person. Yeah. yeah. Not realizing that you got all of these, well, they probably know that yeah. they haven't got all of these people watching, but, like... It is. It's politics. It's science. I just I don't like it. Cause I think it fucks the whole game up. Drake has literally made it to where nobody can talk to him. And I mean, that's fine. But like, healthy competition is always good, too. He makes it to where they, they can't even get even close to, you know, him at all. You know who Drake is? Drake is Stefan. <laughs> He's Stefan or yeah. hell? Yeah. <laughs> He's Stefan Urkel. He was a dweeb loser nigga. He was. And I mean, I'm not saying that in the term because I ain't gonna hold you niggas. I really like Take Care. I like earlier Drake music. All that lovey-dovey heartbreak shit, nigga, we wasn't hearing that in rap at all. Nigga, I was loving that shit. Especially now, like, I could see how a connection could be made between those earlier Drake Drake records because music is life, art imitates life, and coming full circle to where now it's not, you're not considered a bitch or a pussy for you to get on a record and cry about some girl you like right you know what i'm saying which i mean th- that we could also use that as like proof that like r&b and rap have come somehow merged in a yeah, way for sure. but those older records were like a stance of like oh i'm a soft ass nigga but i'm cool with that mm-hmm. like you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and then when niggas kept picking on him he decided to become like this big like mob ties head ass nigga right. but nigga the only reason why niggas were picking on you is because you suck as a person exactly because that's what people keep saying these niggas can't all be lying bro I don't, like, I don't hear good things about Drake people just exactly I hear multiple people saying he's an asshole except for the people that are around him or the, or the people so for instance you ain't gonna never hear Amigo say that Drake sucks no of course Right? He, helped their he helped their careers, yeah. bro. And then didn't do them dirty for real. No. Just did the remix and then yeah. got the fuck up on out of there. Yeah. And luckily, those were three niggas who knew who were with um, Coach K and them. Mm-hmm. So, like, Coach K ain't gonna let them niggas fail, especially when they had some. So that's why now you can see them and they're more, much more mature artists. But not everybody went that way. Where the fuck is Fetty at? Fetty Wap. Fetty Wap is out of here. Uh, McConan is gone. Uh, there's a bunch of remixes he hopped on. Yeah, JB. Yeah, yeah. Like all these niggas, he did a verse for them niggas because he heard the song. Stimulus package. Yeah, he heard the song. He was like, "Oh, I, this is gonna go for me, so I'm gonna just do this with y'all." And then he does the record, and then the record does amazing. Nobody would have ever heard about Black Boy JB if it wasn't for Drake. I mean, it probably would have taken a little bit of slow burn. I'm not gonna sit here and lie like the nigga would have never got it, but that song wouldn't have went. Not like that. And I don't think any of his songs would have went like that. I think more so he would have just been like one of them niggas that niggas fuck with, and he would have got his money and out of. It. Right. But like he had a hit coming out the gate we had never heard bro before. Yeah. And then I ain't heard from him since. He's been doing little stuff, but nothing like that. 
Because after a Drake feature, what the fuck do you do? Yeah, like I said, they bet. They, somebody broke it down. And actually, wrote down like the the numbers and how big you can get by just getting just a Drake feature. Like I think it says something crazy, like guaranteed a million streams, um, guaranteed um, charting, so like stuff like guaranteed stuff that come with this that can really change your career. You can get books booked to to go host clubs just because you got a record with like yeah, because you got a Drake record, like, bro. Get, it's the Drake stimulus package. He give it to you just like Jesus be done this playing hand Jesus, but you know he gives you the the, the blueprint and you just gotta do what you gotta do with it. The Drake stimulus package. I think what's happening now is. What we missed with the Beyonce era, which was, remember, I told y'all, I woke up one day and Beyonce was super fucking famous. I, I remember that. I remember waking up and like people started talking about this beehive thing, and I was like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? And then, like, you say something bad about Beyonce, your career just end out of nowhere. Poor Carrie Hilson. Like, hashtag poor Carrie Carrie Hilson, I was, man, I'll never forget. I don't know where the fuck I was at. I know I was like, I think I was at a doctor's office waiting. I don't know where I was at, but they had this like TV show. Show on, and this nigga Carrie Hilson just walk out and sit down and start giving like relationship advice or something. Like she was just on this show, and I was like, "Yo, you are a songwriter. What are you doing?" Like, damn good singer, bro. Like, she bro, her ass off. poor Carrie Hilson just got the fuck out of here because you said something stupid about Beyonce. Which I feel like, I honestly, honestly, what did she say? That's wrong. <laughs> what was I it? do believe <laughs> it was like some weird shots <laughs> taken on the remix to Turning Me On. That's what it is Yeah I think that's what it was oh, Like it was like Some weird shots Randomly talking shit About Beyonce And then her fans Was like Yeah there was a diss track Apparently Yeah turning me Yeah you're right It was turning me Who on, put yeah. the battery In your back to do that That's not a smart move I guess that was a Beyonce And Sierra diss I guess Sierra Caught it straight too Oh why, my Carrie why were you Beefing with disease What First of what all Carrie Hilson let's, 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 let's unpack this First of all Why were you beefing with Sierra That bitch had that arrow on lock You was on just lock. You, you, She could have helped you my nigga Period You're bugged out bugged That's for one And then why are you two Like that doesn't make any sense My nigga I, Especially like when said, anything With Beyonce name on it Gonna go I don't give a fuck what it is I have a hot take I feel like The Beehive created um, Cancel culture um, I'm gonna say no on that, and the reason why uh, is because the beehive is just a bunch of petty people with emojis. By the way, I don't want smoke, y'all. I love y'all. I'm, I'm part of the beehive. Buzz, buzz in this bitch. I don't give a fuck about the internet. No y'all niggas can try. Y'all niggas can try all you want, my nigga. Just I don't. told you to talk. Like, well, no, no. You know what? Beehive is not violent. It'd be the uh, the barbs that are violent. I told you about how um, there's this girl that was talking stuff about Nicki Minaj online, and then somebody. <laughs> She said, for the love of Nikki, and punched her in the street. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> her fucking minions is devils. You gotta have a strap. <laughs> you gotta have a strap for them niggas. Beehive, they just gonna put a bee emojis in your comments yeah, for yeah, the next yeah. two years, bro. You just gotta let that out. It's gonna be all right. But yeah. It's gonna be fine. Especially since, all right, the thing is, is that there, there's more Beyonce fans in the world than there are fans of anyone else. Yeah. So, like, that, certain people you should just shut the fuck up about. 
You should just shut the fuck up about Beyonce. But my point in even bringing Beyonce up was, like I said, I just feel like we we grew up in the era where Drake became super, 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 super fucking famous, and we didn't miss it. Yeah. We watched it happen. Right. We watched every record he came out, and he was bigger than he was the last record. We watched him make all the right moves. We watched him talk to all the right people. We watched him shut the fuck up a whole lot. We watched him do his shows and go home. Yeah. We watched him create a world for himself and for his fans to live in to the point to where now I don't give a fuck who you are. I don't give a fuck who you are. There's a Drake song you like. Yeah. Period. There's a Drake song you like. Yeah. You know how nowadays niggas will drop a whole mixtape and we be like, yeah, I ain't gonna hear none of these ever again. Right. That just don't happen. You're gonna find a Drake song that you wanna play at least two, three times a day. Right. That's what Drake does. He knows how to make music that people are gonna gravitate to because his objective is to make money. His objective is really not about making the best music. At all. Which is why the first three songs on his fucking album sound damn near the same. Yeah. He knows people are looking for the moody, crybaby, bitch-ass Drake. Yeah. But I miss nothing was the same when the nigga was like, hey, I've been listening to comeback season trying to figure out how to get my chops back. And then Tuscan Leather come on. He rapping on this wild-ass reverse sample, going nuts, taking a risk. And that's why I, I kind of fuck with Donda over... I don't kind of. I fuck with Donda over CLB. One, because sorry, big dog. You got an R. Kelly sample on your album. I'm not hearing the rest of that shit. I just don't want to support it. I don't. I'm not hearing and that. And aside from that, like I told you, I, I the diff, the stark difference between the two is one is science art and one is actual creative art. That's how I feel. I feel like Kanye, as cracked and whacked out as he is, this nigga is putting his heart and soul into this music that he's given us. Yeah. And he, it's, it's, it's very evident. And it's also evident that Drake makes plastic-ass music. That's what I call it. It's plastic music. It's music that, like, yes, it works for him, but it's, like, all strategic and on the board and all this. Like, it's just, it's too much. I don't like it. And the other thing that I was going to get ready to say about the fucking album is, nigga, like, it's not like my beautiful, I mean, uh, uh, no, to, to Pimp a Butterfly, where the album had a clear message all throughout. Yeah. You can play each song by itself and still enjoy them, but when you listen throughout the entire record, he's telling you something. Yeah. It's not that. It's 21 fucking songs put together. You could have just easily taken that fucking record off. You don't need to give us 21 songs anyway. Niggas are dropping seven song albums. Right. Why the fuck are you giving us 21 records? Because he's a dickhead and he can do that. And then you know people going to listen. But even then... You would have still had 20 records if you'd have just taken that song off. It doesn't even have a fucking feature. You're the only person that you are paying on that record outside of the producer is R. Kelly. And Justin Timberlake, but yeah. Congratulations, nigga. You could just take that down. What you think Justin gonna be mad about that? I'm pretty sure Justin was somewhere like, damn. <laughs> like, right, you got my name in it. Why you bring my name? Bro, I'm name. still recovering from this Janet shit. You niggas wanna play games with my shit, bro. I'm still recovering from that whack record I put out a couple years ago. Yeah, he, he ain't been having a good, you know, good good couple of years. He put that song out with Scissor and did pretty well, so he's good. Well, I mean, yeah, but I'm saying, like, with the whole resurgence of the whole Janet thing, and the, people have been being very hard on him. This new generation of kids, they gonna come go and seek out crazy, okay? They gonna look up your, your address, your name, your phone number, your birth certificate, your mama's address, what size she wear. These kids is crazy. The cancel culture with this 20-year-old crowd is... Their generation Z is they gonna get you the fuck out of here if you want some bullshit. They gonna get you the fuck out of here, dog. It, it's so it's so wild because it's like dog. It's Justin Timberlake. It is. It is. That nigga be at his house. Like even this year, this year in May, he didn't even do it. Like what? he he didn't. Yeah, he didn't do it. Oh, the, it's gonna be May. He didn't do Man, it. I was waiting on that. 
Oh man, in the April, I was like, oh, it's finna get turned up. And he just didn't do it. I was like, damn, y'all killed. It's gonna be May. We killed the, vi- we killed the vibes, man. The man, that's so fucked up. up. And don't get me wrong, like I do it. Like part of me does understand why he got that backlash because it's like you come out twenty something years later, like no, well not like fifteen years later. Like bro, you why didn't you say this back then? Nah, niggas killed Janet Jackson back then. Niggas somehow made that of her fault. They made the black woman the, the, the person. Right. They somehow the made the they somehow made that her fault because her titties got ripped out. Like right. that's crazy. Come on now, that's a whole nother thing. I'm I'm sick of y'all treating black women wrong. We gotta get it together. But anyway, which does circle back around to Drake using this goddamn sample, bro. If you don't take this fucking song off the album, you know, like, just take it down. Just take it off. It, it, it would break your career more by leaving it on there. But you know what? We'll let him figure it out on his own and make the chips fall where they may. Um, you know, I want to piggyback on a topic we talked about last week about how the whole baby thing. Mm. Um, it has been updated that he has talked to nine AIDS um, associations and has apologized to them. That's real dope, big dog. Again, I don't want to fight you. Please don't try to beat me up. Don't put your hands on me. Um, <laughs> that being said, bro, this would have been great if you did that the day after you said that stupid shit on stage. It has been almost a month now. It has been. It is, though. You missed it. You missed the window, big dog. Try again next time. Yeah, and... Like, I'm glad he did that. I mean, do y'all feel like that was, that's an appropriate punishment? I'll put it that way. Even though it's not really for us to judge because we weren't the ones that he was trying to... Well, that he offended. But, um... Is that, is that what he was supposed to do? Go to visit these organizations and talk to them and, like, apologize to them? I feel like... I feel like... I don't know. What do you guys think? I'm talking about with baby going... Yeah, to, going to these organizations. Like, is that a way to make, you know... We call it penance in the Catholic Church. Basically, just make reparations for what they did. <laughs> I think it might look good to a lot of people, and I think that might be what he might actually be going for. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty much just shaking hands and kissing babies type of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that's what I kind of felt like it was. Yeah. Um, again, <laughs> I feel like my age play, it plays a lot into how I listen to music or mm-hmm. who I listen to at this point. Mm-hmm. I don't know a lot of the baby's music okay. except for what's been just like, like dropped as singles mm-hmm. and has just been right there in my face. Right. Because um, you know you'll scroll through social the socials and there's you can't escape video. stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, with him, I I just don't see I just don't see him being that type all the time. Yeah. It's gonna go and kiss babies and what. Yeah, yeah. I think like, I just don't see it. All, I just don't see it that that it's gonna be that way all the time. And yeah. like you said, I, I feel I feel like he realized that he fucked up. Yeah. And he's just like, all right, right. Let me let me go ahead and do this real quick and and you know kind of smooth things over. Which I guess for me it's okay. Yeah. But I don't know how that how that crowd that he offended. Yeah. Is, is I was gonna say that that's for them to determine, you know. But I mean. It's it's not a bad idea to just do it. I don't think it would hurt anybody. Um, but I agree with you, Maurice. Like he should have did that a while ago. Also, my nigga, it, mm, you came out and doubled down on what you said that's, mad that's times. The too. Right. Like, like he didn't want to. Like I said, the male ego is crazy sometimes. Like, just admit you wrong, nigga. Like, just admit that. Okay, you know what? I probably could have said it differently. 
Like you like Or not said it Or not, Okay or not said it I think it, I think wrong. we would have all preferred If you would have just got up there Did your songs and got off stage I'm saying Ego's a motherfucker Because this is just not a thing That niggas can save you from This no. was really stupid this was dumb. You shouldn't have said that at all Big dog You yeah, should have left this one alone Should have left it alone Um but that's the update on that. He he went to one of these organizations, apologized to each of them, and said that he was open to learning more. So we'll see how that goes. Um, like I said, and then you know Boozy was the only one that allowed him to do a, a show with him. We talked about that. Yep. That shit. And then Boozy is a whole character in itself. He's himself with this whole shit. You know, you see a little Nas X shit that was posted of, of him being pregnant. Yeah, I did. Saying he was pregnant with his album. I did. I saw that. Okay. And Wait, he said he was pregnant with his album. Yeah, yep. that's what he was saying. He was yes, yes, was actually sir. pregnant. Um, and how that went, and I think we talked about this earlier about how you feel like he just is using antics to get on top mm-hmm. instead of actually focus on the music. Yeah, I'm trying to hear music, dog. I don't and like. I guess I didn't realize he had actually said that. I just seen. The, I just what? kept seeing the picture. So what? Oh, he was pregnant. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Apparently, he has his record coming out on the seventeenth. Yeah. Um, I don't care. <laughs> I, and it's only because you're using antics to get your album cracking. And it's the same problem I have with Drake. Like even down to the artwork, like, nigga. This is a troll. I'm sick of trolls. Just make a record. Right. Just make a record. This is the age of the troll. At least, and then the only, I mean, I guess the only difference I could see here is at least Drake don't got to. He don't got to do this. He definitely don't have to. He doesn't have to do this. He can put a record out and it's going to do a million, kajillion, kabillion streams, bro. He shifts the culture. Bro, it's Drake season right now. We're not going to be off this Drake record till next March, bro. Right. It's over. The year's done. The year's done. Everybody else, get y'all albums out. Get y'all little whatever streams that niggas is going to give you while they taking breaks from listening to this Drake album. Get your money. Go do your shows and go home. It's done. Okay, okay. I got a eyeball question here. Okay. And this might be left field. Uh, y'all, y'all, y'all tell me if it is or isn't. Okay. But I've, I've also been seeing just, just in the past couple days with both Kanye and Drake... Uh, a lot of people, a lot, a lot of people, talking about either, or, either, or, um, either of the albums, or, or even both of them together are albums of the year. Do y'all agree with that? No, it just came out. Right. Well, that was that was my point with yeah. everybody because mm-hmm. they was asking me, "Yo, you ain't listened to it?" It's like, nah, I ain't listened to it yet. But and the I year's do. not over. And when I do, well, that part too. Yeah. But I was like, yo, they they just came out, you know. I kind of with them, with such big artists mm-hmm. like them, I personally like to let some of the the hype die down before I'm the same, I actually the sit same back way. and listen. Because mm-hmm. it's like I don't want to listen, and then I'm focused on what everybody else is yep. saying, and I, I wait. start missing shit. Mm-hmm. I do the same know? thing. So, um, you know, I, I I put up a thing that was just like, yo. Uh, Big albums like these are kind of like are, are kind of like wine. Sometimes you 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 know about them. You, you open them up. You kind of gotta let them breathe a right. little bit. You gotta live with them for a little bit. Cause I cause I, I told them it was like guaranteed. Six months from now they're gonna hit different. For sure. And or, or in six months from now you're gonna you're gonna be on a different song that that's you know getting you through your day than you were when they first came out. For sure. Know? For so, sure. I don't know. I guess I guess to me it just seems like it just seems like those albums just need to breathe before they even I agree. be considered as being album of the year. And and then too, like you said, 
The year ain't over yet. The year ain't over yet, and we live in a microwave culture. You know, people want things fast. And so, therefore, if they're going for things fast, they're going to say, oh, well, this is it. Yeah. When it's just not. Like, the, the year's not over. Like I, I also want, I, I wanted to piggyback off of what you were saying to say that even though you are absolutely right, the songs will hit different in six months, I do want there to be a focus on the fact that I feel like due to the mood of the records, the songs will actually hit different in a good way. Because right, right. both of the records are, for the most part, from what I heard, I heard more of the Kanye album than I did Drake. I made it three and a half songs into the Drake record. I made it 13 tracks into Donda. How many tracks is Donda? 26? Yeah. Okay. 26. Yeah. Um... They're slower. They're more atmospheric. Drake used a lot of R&B samples from what I could tell so far. Um, Harkening back again to take care. Um, Kanye damn near ain't got no drums on most of the songs. I made it to 13 songs. I think I heard one song with drums in it. Even a song with Jay. There's like no drums on that. It's like mostly synth and guitar stuff. So like... It's cold outside in December... Like that shit gonna like be it's gonna get niggas through the winter time. I just okay, I can see that. I like see that. you shouldn't be listening to this Drake record. It's hot outside. Like you should let this sit for a second. You probably, I mean, if you want to hear it, hear it. But I'm saying like you should probably let this motherfucker sit for like a couple months. And then when the the breeze start hitting you, like you know what I'm saying, when you start gotta start putting a jacket on before you leave the house, put that CLB on. I guarantee you that shit is gonna be like, oh wow, this is a totally different record. It's like yeah, because the mood has changed. Because you know Drake again, science art. The nigga completely fucked off the summer. In summertime is usually when niggas' records thrive, right? Because a lot of these niggas, they can only make one kind of music. A lot of the niggas who are trying to be science art niggas, they can only make music right. that hits for the club. Well, in the wintertime, I mean, I understand that Cardi B said the hoes don't get cold, but like, I mean, the clubs ain't really cracking like that during the winter for real, for real. Unless, yeah. of course, it's places where it just doesn't get cold, or like you know what I'm saying. Like so, like, Florida. niggas gonna be shoveling snow listening to this Donda, bro. Like, and then you gotta think about the, the demographic that the Kanye record reaches. It doesn't, all the curses are edited out. Right. Yeah, it's a clean record. It's a clean record. And I mean, I just, I don't understand why you just didn't tell niggas not to curse because you're having to edit verses, but whatever. Like. So Will Smith could have been on that album. Yes, bro. It's a, it's a damn near gospel album, for real. It's damn near. I just won't say it is because it's like, well, I ain't gonna do that. That's fucked up. Never mind. I would say it's probably a gospel album. It's, it's the closest thing Kanye has made to a gospel album. It's better than Jesus King. I heard this shit once. I said, I'm straight. Yeah. I don't think God co-signed this one. Wow. Mm-hmm. He wasn't on the main line with this Nah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, um, no, but um, I'm good on Drake. I've been good on Drake since. Um, what was that shit? Uh, you said, yeah, I said, you said, you said. After you know. that, I just was kind of fell off. I didn't really like the direction he was going. I still don't. Um, of course, there, there's songs here and there I still like. He doesn't make bad songs, but nah, as far as me diving deep into him, I'm not going to do that again. He made my college years cool with, with, um, with the first couple albums, but it's crazy uh, to I'm over see it. that he's to even think about him being around that long. Yeah, he's been, he's been around for a long that's, time. That's wild. That's so wild. Long, he's been relevant for a very long time. Um, but again, I don't care how many records he sell. It's still Michael Jackson gang over here, bitch. <laughs> you know what? I, what record I still fuck with? <laughs> What's that? That's Drake. What? The one with him and Timbaland. 
That is uh, oh, Say Something. Say something. That is my shit. I love that I love song. that song. I love that yeah. song. I, like I said, I, I, I like Drake's music. I just don't like the new, you know, the, the clout chasing that I get from his music. I'm over it, so. I feel that. Yeah. Side note. Side uh, note. With that, with that, that song, uh, Say Something, I for real, for real, even to this day, still want to rap on that bad boy. I might, I might do it. You could, you can do a throwback, the throwback season. How I'm, about that? There you go. You can call it throwback season, mixtape, and rap on no beats. Damn, I'm fired. <laughs> Have to be your manager, bro. No, I'm playing. But <laughs> I, I might actually do that though. Yeah. I might actually do that. And don't, none of y'all niggas take that. His idea. Amen. I mean, y'all can if you want to. Oh, you ain't no fun. I mean, you just gonna rap on the beat. I'm, the, all I'm gonna do is get some shit off because I, I feel like talking shit. Oh, speaking of getting some shit off, uh, Mr. Viral Man, <laughs> tell folks how you done went viral, Aaron. I, I, I don't think I went viral. He, girl, y'all, I guess he bashful. If you say I went viral, okay. He bashful, y'all. Go uh, ahead and tell him the story. All right, so... <laughs> I, I don't even know where to start on the story. But, okay, so so I, I rap. Probably, like, half the if not more, the, of, the, of the city actually rap. Speak on Both it. men and females. Speak on um, So, so I, I, I do that. But, you know, Very I, I well. kind of been... Okay, well. I, I don't feel like I'm all of that, but at the same time, I'm working on it. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um... I've been uh, I've been uh, trying to get with Reese, uh, you know, just to just to kind of get back into the the groove of things. And, you know, of course, you know, since I've been since we've all become neighbors and 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 I've had my own space to actually be myself and be creative and rediscover, you know, the the MC the inner MC in me. <laughs> I love it. Um, you know, I kind of kind of been doing. Just doing little small bits of stuff on a daily basis. And since I went on vacation um, and got away from that goofy ass job and all the goofy ass people, uh, I decided, you know, step it up a notch and see what all I can do, you know? So about two days, two, three days into my vacation, I done got all relaxed and shit, you know? And, and, and don't hate on me for this, you know. You, everybody who got their own place, there got to be at least one point in time of the day that you walk around that motherfucker in your drawers. Oh hell yeah! Just saying. So I happen yeah. to be, I happen to be walking around the spot in my drawers and was like, I feel like rapping. I love it. So I sat down and I had TikTok up on my phone because I find that shit entertaining from time to time. Came across this beat. And damn near went past it and was like, wait a minute. Played the beat and was like, that's some old smooth jazzy type shit. Um, and it really, it really reminded me of, um, it really reminded me of the Feels Good days because there were jam sessions that we would have where we just just jam out for about an hour or two and just come up with shit. I'd be on the congas, Marquis would be on the drums. Uh, Rudy and Paul would be on the keys and singing and whatnot. Sometimes Rudy would be on the guitar. Sometimes Paul would be on the guitar. Uh, Scott would be on the guitar. Tony No would probably walk through that bad boy. Um, uh, uh, I call him I call him DJ, but everybody calling him Flex now. He would be there, uh, and he'd either be singing or or, or on his bass. And you know there'd be a whole slew of other people that may or may not be coming through there. So. Um, we would just groove and you know from time to time we would record it and then it would just kind of get 
the recording will kind of get thrown off somewhere or kind of pushed to the side somewhere. But like we would do that, you know. Right. So it kind of it kind of reminded me this beat that I came across on TikTok reminded me of those days. So I was like, huh. Well, shit. Let me go ahead and write something to that real quick. And it was gonna be just me writing something to it and then just tucking it. Okay. And maybe making it into a song later on since I was talking to Reese about mm-hmm. getting things together for a project or two. Um, but then I was like, you know what? I'm here. I ain't got nothing but time to figure out this TikTok shit. Why don't I just make a TikTok? I love it. So I figured out how <laughs> I figured out how to, how to switch everything over because I had a private account. I figured out how to switch everything over. Um, and then I figured out how to actually duet the video, and I figured there's a difference between um, duetting and stitching. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, like I didn't know that at first, but then as I got out, I was like, oh. Okay. TikTok is still a foreign world to me, bro. I don't know what the fuck hey, going on in there. Me too. Me too. <laughs> but you know, I got on there and did that thing, and and wrapped over this this little smooth ass beat, and was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You went with one bar. And then of course. Um, I, I had left a comment previous to writing on this guy's uh, uh, this this guy's beat, and the comment went up like it's still going up. Like I think the last time I talked to you, sis, it was uh, like nine hundred something. Damn. Um, and just twenty eight minutes ago, I just got another like on that comment, and right now it's at eleven hundred twenty seven. Damn, that's hard. That's oh yeah, crazy. going crazy. You yeah. viral. And it's, and it's been up. Like I put the comment up. I put the comment up maybe a week or so ago. Maybe. So this was way before I even decided to write to the beat. Mm-hmm. So I was I kept going back in my likes and listening to it, and yeah. when I finally decided to write something, like it came, and I was just like, oh shit. So I love it. I put up the video, and the guy was like, "Yo, you got." Well, let me read you what he said. Yeah, let's let's hear it. Let's let, let the people know, Ashron. Um, he said. He said, uh, "I said, hey, uh, thanks for the comment pin and the inspiration." He was like, "Hey, man, glad you hopped on." Insane flow, three fire emojis. So I was like, "Yo." Oh, and I got new comments. Yeah. So, so like the shit went up, you know. Um, and my the views on my video six twenty six. They were just at six hundred when I left. Listen. So like, yeah, like, boy, it's going. going viral. He gonna put the podcast on the map. Okay. Keep rapping. I mean, you know. Keep rapping on TikTok. It's there, okay. So you know, it's my name on TikTok. If y'all want. You better than me, bro, because I tried to do TikTok. I tried, bro. Yeah. Like, especially, like, right when I got, like, laid off from my job because of the pandemic and I was trying to, like, do a beat a day and shit, and that worked out fine or whatever, but then, like, TikTok became a different animal after that because everyone was in the house and I just didn't want to be a part of that. That is so. true. I didn't think about that. The, the pandemic really did affect TikTok. Niggas had TikTok, to do. TikTok was not that cracking. I mean, it was cracking. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't that cracking before niggas had to stay home. As soon as niggas had to stay home, everybody had a fucking TikTok. It was up. They fucked up the algorithm, low key. 
I mean, niggas doing all the videos that all the time. Nah, not really. The algorithm's still crazy, and Instagram's still trying to uh, copy that shit. They because, can. nigga, well, I mean, they're getting kind of close because Instagram can copy anything. Yeah. I, personally, I Mark feel like crazy. if anything happens, like if any new social media happens, give it a week. Instagram is going to have it. Yes. Don't care. Yeah. Exactly. Like, either that or, like, it's going to be some variation of it where it's like, why? Because as soon as stories came out, niggas were like, then what the fuck is the point of Snapchat? Like, well, Snapchat has backwards because they were Mark Zuckerberg offered them 1.5 billion dollars to buy their company and they told him no and now, and now no one uses Snapchat like that except if you got a Snapchat premium right, or if you right. send in somebody like private shit right like right because like why would I use this when Instagram is essentially the same shit they definitely should have took that 1.5 billion and cut their losses because Mark Zuckerberg is a fucking snark and then somebody on Snapchat dropped that disgusting thing with Rihanna yes. and Chris Brown yeah. yes over for you niggas yeah. y'all niggas is not keeping the lights on over there if you don't remember there was this you know how to be having like funny not funny but like commercials on swipe ups when you go through like different and so there was a there was a game that was being promoted that said um, one point and hit Rihanna or something like that on the actual ad itself. Chris Brown versus Rihanna who's gonna win yeah type shit it, it was, was so weird yeah so she, she was like she, then she publicly said Snapchat I will delete the app I ain't fucking with you niggas and ever since then nobody was really fucking well honestly I think that was the the default the um the, the fall of Snapchat happened. I don't know nobody who's who Snapchat is their main source of social no. media. I stopped using it all together. I still have it because I'm nosy, but like other than that, I don't use it at all. Yeah, I don't even. Yeah, yeah. I don't post on my shit yeah. at all. Uh, if you want to watch my Snapchat shit, ain't even my name for real. No, if you want, if you want to see some shit, go to my stories. Just watch my stories. And shout out to the people that are my close friends. I'm having fun posting funny stories and like memes and shit to y'all. So, yeah, shout out to y'all. Like seven people, love y'all niggas. It really, it's up, nigga. It's actually more than seven, but you know, it's 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 a short list. So, um, is there anything else we need to get to before we fade on out of this beat? We did not do shout outs last week. Um, Oh yes, shit, that is right. That, that is right. Aaron, go ahead and lead the way. Um, shout out to Baby Ruth, um, aka Ruth Vanova. I don't know exactly what she wants me to call her. I see this woman and I just do not I, I never think to ask this question what she mm-hmm. actually wants me to refer to her as. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna just keep calling her Baby Ruth, mm-hmm. aka Ruth Vanova. Mm-hmm. She's got a barbershop and uh, it's Barbershop and a bunch of other things going on mm-hmm. there too. But the name of the barbershop is called it's it's vibes. Um I guess I'll give you location on my Instagram. But uh shout out to her, shout out to Keon Ross and uh, Urban House Clothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that man's still moving. Like it seemed like pandemic didn't slow him down, not one bit. I love that. So like rock on black excellence with that guy. Um shout out to shout out to Bird, Dad loves you. Hey sir. Um, Shout out to shout out to our our, our longtime listeners, our our our, yes. our loyal, our day one podcast yeah. fans. Like they like yo y'all are y'all are the dopest, the dopest, just the coolest Love set of people. We've been rocking with it. Like it's it's so cool. It's so cool. It I, is. I, I greatly appreciate you guys. We got a couple new listeners in the new places too. Shout. We got some our listeners are up in Detroit. Um, it's lit. So whoever out there appreciate you for listening. Um, we're going crazy in Brussels, Belgium right now. Which is oh damn, there. it's going yeah. dummy. Yeah. So uh, yeah, shalom to you guys out there. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> that was my German accent. Y'all didn't like my shalom winging. 
That's how the niggas talk. Bro, yeah, come on now. If we ever get over there, they're going to smack you for that. <laughs> I know. that shit you was talking on right. the podcast. <laughs> no, my bad, y'all. We appreciate y'all. Okay, I don't want no smoke. I we promise I don't want y'all. no smoke. Um, shout out to Sammy, as always. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Holly. Appreciate you listening. Mm-hmm. Girl, I'm we back. Like, she was one of the people on Twitter that was really excited about us coming back. Girl, we uh, back. So, those are my shout outs. Any shout outs, M.A.? Uh, Matt Zardos and Daniel Davis uh, for ICT Fest. Um, ICT Fest was cranking this year. It was a good time. Um, shout out to the acts that I saw were Moody Black. Uh, I mean, shout out to Shock. He did a great job. Shock did a great job. Shout out to Shock. Shout out to Maurice Anthony. Maurice Anthony did a good job. I gotta get, I gotta get this nigga Hexes. name, bro, because he was crazy. Well, yeah, Hex, I was gonna say they that. Were awesome. uh, Sioux City Pete and the Beggars. That was dude who was on the drums. Got it. He was on the drums by himself, and he was doing all the vocals and shit. Yeah. And he had like this, like MIDI controller deal that looked like a guitar. He was playing this shit with his sticks. It was insane. At one point, he got up and ran around the venue. That nigga was turned up, nigga. Yeah. I fuck with him. Shout Shout out to Daniel Davis. Absolutely. Um, this ain't having recording concern. Absolutely. Um, always shout out to him. Great yes. brother. Yes. Um, and shout out to ICT Fest yes. as well. Um, we went to two nights of it. Isn't it three nights? It's three nights total, okay. yeah. We went to two nights of it and had a really good time. Um, I was supposed to be there, but, you know, I ate, I ate some fucked up shit. He got that bubble guts. Got that, got that bubble guts. I mean, he I got that bubble guts. like that, but... <laughs> Hey, that's what it was. It was some most stuff. We can be real with our niggas on here, okay? Okay, I can rock it. I can rock it. <laughs> no, but shout out to Ice Fest. Saw some great bands. It was really good. Good atmospheres. The rain fucking sucked. Yeah. But um, it was still a really great time. It was really awesome. And I was really proud of all the performers. You know, Maurice did his thing up there, his thug, Thizzle. Okay, and Shakir did the same. So, yeah, shout out to Ice Fest. Wanted to give them a little more of a shout out. You know, I meant to get to them during the regular podcast. But um, shout out to you guys. Yeah. Absolutely. So, we're going to fade on out. It's your girl, Morgan Alexis, signing the motherfuck out. And it's your boy, A. Shaw, the funky walker, dirty talker, none iller than scruffs of the grays, killing it in a million ways. And it's your man, Maurice Anthony, the nigga that has your bitch buckling at the knees. Also, the nigga that has that shit sounding like mac and cheese. Hold on, before you stop, I'm going to do a poll on our um, Facebook. Oh, uh, damn, it looks like the session is wait, crashing. Got to stop the audio. Damn. Oh, man, y'all have a good week.